good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time of the day is you're listening to this program. Welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. And well, folks, the news is coming in fast and furious over the last couple of days. Lots of roster changes, of course, as the Eagles need to get down, along with the rest of the NFL, to 53 by today. I'm shooting this, recording this podcast here on uh, late on Monday evening slash Tuesday morning. So by later today at 4 p.m. on Tuesday here to 29th, the Eagles roster needs to be down to 53. So why am I shooting a podcast now? Why don't I just wait another day to get to 53? Well, we'll talk about the 53. You know, when I get Matt back on the show. By the way, I did have a special guest, Matt, on last podcast. So if you happen to miss it, go back a podcast and check that out. It was a nice, uh, informative um, two-way conversation about the Eagles and our uh, thoughts on the upcoming season, off-season, all that. So a uh, really good podcast with, with, with Matt. We're going to bring him on one more time, I think, before the season starts. And I also, uh, while I'm talking about it, got a uh, another special guest, uh, someone else who you're familiar with on this podcast we've been listening for a while, and that is our commander representative. Maybe the Redskins once again? I don't know. There's a petition out there to try to get the – Washington team to change their team back to the Redskins. I'm I'm 100% for that. Uh, enough of this nonsense with the name changes and all this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, to me, they're always the Washington Redskins. Um, but anyway, so regardless of whatever their name may be, uh, Johnny will be on later this week. So we'll tune, check in with him on, on the Washington team and uh, what he what he feels. I mean, that's, that's a team certainly now. Uh, I've got things moving in the right direction for the first time in decades, um, you know, with no longer having uh, Schneider in the uh, running the team. So, well, I'm sure he's excited to, to come on and talk about uh, his prospects for the season. Uh, in terms of uh, how Washington's doing, we'll check in with him. And we're going to have other guests throughout the uh, season uh, when we play certain teams on the schedule. I'll be bringing in uh, representatives uh, to talk about their teams as well um, from time to time. It won't be every week, um, but uh, there will be times I'll be bringing guests on. So make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Uh, that could be Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google Play, Apple. And pretty much everything covers uh, carries this program. So uh, make sure you check it out. If you can't find it, just do a quick Google search and, and uh, the show will pop up. And also, as always, you can um, email us here at the show with any questions, comments on uh, on the podcast. Welcome to hear any and all views. And you can do that by emailing petwgp at gmail.com. Again, that's petwgp at gmail.com. All right, so there's a lot of talking points that I want to talk about. It's one reason why I'm like, I'm not even going to wait for the 53. Um by the way, Johnny will probably be on on either Wednesday or Thursday this week. So make sure you, again, uh, hit that follow so that uh, you're notified when the next podcast drops. Uh, so we'll have Johnny on next podcast. And uh, probably won't talk about the Eagles 53 then. I might hit on a little bit. But uh, the following podcast, uh, we'll talk about the final roster. Because there's probably going to be some um, other moves. The final, final 53 will not be announced tomorrow. The team's still going to change between now and the season opener. That's why I'm not too, um, you know, not going to lose any sleep over not having a podcast tomorrow after the 53 is uh, released. So 
but we will definitely talk about the, the 53 um, on a not-too-distant podcast in the future, probably after the one that I have Johnny on. All right, so speaking of Johnny, let's talk about a different Johnny because this is driving me nuts. And I'm going at it with certain other Eagle fans, guys who I respect in the social media arena. And I don't want to name any names. Those of you guys who are tuned into uh, Eagle fans that have their own YouTube channel probably will have an idea who I'm referring to. Very popular Eagle fan on there who is just continually pounding this Jonathan Taylor to the Eagles nonsense. And I've been going back and forth with them myself, trying to tell them, stop falling for the clickbait. This is never going to happen. The Eagles have zero interest in bringing Jonathan Taylor here. That's just a fact. you got to know your team. And this guy is, again, I respect him. I'm not trying to hammer him. Again, that's why I'm not naming his names, because I'm not getting into any of that. I'll just let you know he's a popular YouTuber. Okay. And he constantly, and it's not just Jonathan Taylor. He does this a lot. And again, I love his content. I'm, I'm a subscriber and I follow him. One of the things I don't, if you're going to be just a little critical of him, is he, and, and, and I do feel because he's, everyone wants subscribers, right? But this is one of the things I've always said about this program. I'm not going to tell you things that are not real, but that are not authentic. To the best of my knowledge, I'm not going to get hyped out about stuff that doesn't make sense as far as how this team operates just to get more followers, just to get more listeners. I'm hoping that my credibility and the fact that I'm hoping that there's somewhat entertaining here when you tune in and informative and you're getting a fan's perspective on the Eagles, that that is going to be enough for you guys to follow this program and subscribe. That's what my hope is. Not to give you a bunch of nonsense or feed you things that have no chance of happening. But because I may put it as a headline as far as to describe a particular podcast just to get more people to check it, my, my program out and listen to it. I'm not, I don't participate in that. But there definitely are people that do that. And this guy does. He, he does it absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind he does it intentionally. Um, which is unfortunate because I said otherwise, I think he's got a good a good podcast, a good show, I should say, uh, on, on YouTube. But anyway, enough of that. I want to talk about the nuts and bolts of what, what I'm talking about here. So he uh, and others, not just him, keep beating the table that Jonathan Taylor and the Eagles are close or they're in negotiations with the Colts. Uh, uh, it's, you know, it's that things are um, that they're talking to each other and the Eagles want to bring Jonathan Taylor in and, and all those type of headlines leading their podcast discussion or their YouTube channel discussion. And I've called him out on it. And we've actually got some back and forth going on. Uh, he doesn't like me calling him out on it, but that's fine. I'm still going to call you out on it because it's not happening. It's not even remotely possible that Jonathan Taylor is going to be an Eagle. And furthermore, the Eagles are not interested in Jonathan Taylor. They're not. Why are they not? It should be an obvious answer. By now, and that's the part that I'm trying to. Um, that's the point I'm trying to make with this guy. The Eagles, number one, don't pay running backs. If you don't understand that by now, as an Eagle fan, 
then you're never going to understand it or you're just going to continue to uh, fool your audience just to get more clicks. Because and it all started with the same guy, by the way, was the one that was pounding the table about Bijan Robinson. The Eagles going to take him in the draft. Another thing I called him up on, called him all on earlier, and told him that was total nonsense. That the Eagles had zero interest in Bijan Robinson, none, zero. That was never happening either. I was right, and this is another example. So let's just back up a little bit. What is the reason why, first of all, that Jonathan Taylor is not going to be a Colt and does not want to play for the Colts and that the Colts are trying to now find another team to send him to? What is the main reason that Jonathan Taylor uh, is even in this situation? He wants more money. He wants to be paid big time. And because of that, that is why the Eagles are not in this equation. No matter how much you would love to have Jonathan Taylor on his team, the Eagles don't pay running backs. Therefore, the Eagles have zero interest, zero interest in bringing in Jonathan Taylor because they are not willing to pay running backs. That's one reason. It is the only reason why Miles Sanders is in Carolina. If the Eagles paid running backs, Miles Sanders would still be here. Period. So I don't know how many more times that I have to convey this to what is or should be obvious at this point about how the Eagles run their team, run their organization. What positions do they prioritize? It's all written right there for you. It's all you got to do is read and not ignore what they tell you and have told you over the years. The Eagles will pay and put their budget and allocate more money to quarterback, offensive line. They've shown wide receivers at times, although that for a while was not even a position they would pay for. Now they've, they've kind of changed their tune on that. Defensive line and cornerback, secondary. That's it. The two that they do not pay at all. Two positions, running back and linebackers. So it should be very easy for people to understand that Jonathan Taylor has no chance, zero, of becoming a Philadelphia Eagle. None. And so anyone that's out there in social media or even in the mainstream media that are toting this Jonathan Taylor to the Eagles nonsense, it is what it is. It's just for you to click on the button and read their fa- uh, fictional story. That's got no chance of happening. So just keep that in mind. And I had to get that off my chest because it's driving me nuts. Because it's still going on. It's still going on. Jonathan Taylor would not be an Eagle. If it happens... I'll eat the crow, but trust me, I'm not worried about that because I know it's not going to happen. Not happen. All right, let's get to the roster cuts that have happened so far. So the Eagles, as I just said, they as much just like the other teams, they all got to get down to 53. The Eagles have made some moves. 
to get down to 53. And I'll just, some of them happened, you know, because of injury, like Zach McPherson and Tyree Cleveland, who were injured in the preseason game. Uh, those guys were released, but they will be brought back on the injured list. So even though they've been released, the expectation is the Eagles will keep them and put them on the IR so they won't count against the 53. Those two guys. Maybe, I mean, definitely McPherson and perhaps Cleveland. And then probably Cleveland, they may move to the practice squad. I don't know. I'm not sure about him. But certainly McPherson will be put on the season-ending IR list or whatever they call it. Um. The other ones that they have released were Zetner, the punter, which, by the way, the Eagles need to do something about punting because Sipos is, I don't think he's the answer either. But anyway, Zetner's been released. Ian Book, everybody saw that coming, um, especially with the way McKee was playing. There was no way Book was making this team. The one that I was kind of hoping he'd hold on is Tyree Jackson. I am sure the tight end Tyree Jackson will be brought back to the practice squad if he's able to survive the waivers and nobody picks him up. Uh, he is one guy that I would expect the Eagles to bring back on a practice squad, but he was released, so he's open to sign with any other team. Dan Arnold, who was nothing more than a complete disappointment, um, the Eagles brought him in as a kind of a veteran tight end, um, but uh, he did nothing in the preseason and was as quiet as quiet can be, so no surprise there that he was released. Dennis Kelly is the surprise. Um, I am surprised. I, I don't know why. Maybe he just he doesn't have much left on the tank. I'm not sure, but... Dennis Kelly is the uh, vet that they brought in. He was uh, drafted by the Eagles, ended up playing with the Titans for many years, and, um, you know, is a seasoned vet who they can plug in at tackle because uh, Eagles are definitely none of the depth that they had last year. Uh, and you thought that Dennis Keller, Kelly was a good signing uh, to bring him back. He knows the system, uh, is a vet and all that, and he did not make the team. He was cut. Now, is that somebody else that they may bring back? Uh, to get on a practice squad of the vet like that out there, I would think that he probably is going to get picked up by somebody, um, but we'll see. Uh, or it's just the Eagles don't think he's got it anymore. You know, brought him back and took a look at him this preseason and just didn't see what they were kind of hoping to see. I, I don't really know what the story is there, but it's surprising that he was cut. Josh Andrews, another guy that a lot of people were talking, um, giving kind of rave reviews about preseason, how he was doing. I didn't honestly didn't pay a lot of attention to him. So I, I have no one way or the other. I just know that they were saying good things about him. But he was cut. Brett Toth, um, Eagles draft pick that they've had here for uh, several years now, uh, was cut. He's never shown me anything, honestly, so that's not a surprise. Deion Kane showed some promise. I mean, I like kind of, you know, watching him in the preseason. He made some pretty decent catches. He also has some pretty critical drops also. Not surprised. I'm not saying I'm expected to make the team or anything, but he might be a practice a squad guy down the road. Uh, Tom Cameron, center. I don't even remember that guy's name. So I don't know if he ever was on the field at all, um, honestly. So <laughs> no loss there. Um, and then Tyrese Robinson, the other guard. Again, I don't remember watching him, seeing him much. Uh, certainly didn't stand out to me. So those are the guys currently that have been released by the Eagles. And there will be a laundry list tomorrow or today, later today. Uh, as I'm reporting this, um, again, I'm recording this podcast here uh, early morning, early, late, late night, early morning here on Monday night, Tuesday morning here. And so you will uh, most likely be listening to this podcast, you know, on the 29th or 30th. So um, we we probably, you, you may have the 
the initial 53 by the time you even listen to this podcast. Um, more than likely that's the case unless you listen to this podcast prior to the 4 o'clock cuts tomorrow. Uh, but either way, uh, this is the latest as of Monday night, late Monday night. All right. Um, so that's kind of where we are with the cuts. The other news that broke today was that, uh, according to Derek Barnett's agent, uh, he and the Eagles have agreed to allow Derek to seek a trade, and the Eagles apparently have granted that wish, which disappoints me. But I understand if you're Barnett, you want to get the playing time with the Eagles with as much depth as they have. I'm sure Barnett wants to be a starter or feels he could be a starter in this league. I think he can. You guys know me if you've been listening to this podcast. I think Barnett is a good player. Not a great player. Not a first-round draft pick guy, which some Eagle fans just can't get over. They expect every first-round pick to be an absolute beast and star. Not all of them pan out, folks. But some of them bust out completely. That's not Derek Barnett. Barnett is still a good defensive lineman, defensive end. He's very good against the run. He can give you some pass rush. Um, I do know that the penalties has is, is been an issue with Eagle fans, including me. You know, those are a lot of them have been inexcusable, and I think a lot of them have also in the recent years have been little, um, how do I say this, sort of wishy-washy, ticky-tack uh, because of the reputation that he built for himself because uh, there was a lot of calls that went that have gone against him uh, that uh, I don't think necessarily were penalties. But when you start building reputation early on in the league, you don't get the benefit of the doubt. And so that has kind of hurt Barnett. But the bottom line is I am i don't like the fact that, that you know the Eagles are probably likely now to move on from Barnett. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if there's how much interest is out there. It might just be, you know, once they kind of ask around the league, if there's not enough interest in Barnett, which, you know, he could be – got by a team with a pretty bargain rate. The Eagles are not paying him much for for, you know, how good he is in my opinion. He's got a pretty you know cheap I don't know if there's a better word for lack of a better word, contract, only a one year left on it. So he could be taken by a team that just needs some, you know, help at the defensive end position and Barnett could certainly give that team that. So I more than likely he's probably gone. The Eagles, fortunately, do have a lot of depth, so even though they're probably going to lose Barnett, um, they should have enough, you know, to uh, to not not you know miss him too much. I think they'll miss his veteran, uh, you know, his veteran play uh, because he's he's been there and done that, and they'd be relying now on guys who've got some upside, but not necessarily have actually played in NFL games. But that's uh, that's. That's the latest news there on Derek Barnett. The Eagles also made some news today when they signed the cornerback Isaiah Rogers from the Colts. Rogers got himself in some offseason trouble because he was one of the uh, bunch, I think it was like a dozen or so players that were suspended by the NFL for gambling. And so this is a gamble, pun intended, by the Eagles on this young player who showed some promise when he was with the Colts, um, one of the upper higher rated cornerbacks, um, young guy, and he's out for this year. And it's, it's an, it's a, um, it's, it's not a season 
suspension. It's indefinite right now. So so it's kind of a risky move, but maybe not so risky because <laughs> it's not costing Eagles anything uh, to sign this guy because he's not going to cost against the cap. He's not going to cost against, you know, he's not going to be a, on a 53-man roster. So it's almost like Howie just doing how he thinks, you know, just kind of looking around the league and trying to be creative in how he acquires talent. That's what Howie's doing. And that's why we love Howie, because he will dig under every little stone and nook and cranny to find ways to improve this team. And some are a little unconventional, as this one is, or controversial even, because this guy was suspended for gambling, um, making bets against, uh, you know, while he was playing. So, but... Young cornerback, promising player. He was a sixth-round draft pick of the Colts, but was a starter and a productive one. So not a heck of a lot of news with that other than just to make note of it. And the Eagles will stash him away until at least next season, where I'm sure they're hoping that the suspension will be uh, appealed at that point, and maybe he will be reinstated. And then he will be part of our secondary, and it would be at that point, as long as the guy remains pretty, you know, clean from from the gambling stuff. Um, the Eagles have a younger, you know, he'll just add to the Eagles' depth at the cornerback position, which, as we know, is extremely important. Um, so, again, it's just how we doing how we things. One of the other news uh, items today is that Hassan Riddick uh, said he will be ready for the opener. He's got a um, he's going to be wearing a protective. Uh, cast on his thumb that he had surgically uh, repaired from an uh, um, from a training camp injury. So uh, he will be playing with some kind of apparatus on his arm there for probably the first few weeks to a month of the season, I'd imagine, before they may take it off. I don't know if that's something that he'll have on the entire season. Um, I doubt it, but at least for the early part of the season, uh, Reddick will be wearing that uh, – Wearing that brace, and he'll have to figure out and learn how to tackle with it. Um, so, uh, but he said he will be certainly playing on opening weekend, which is against the New England Patriots on September 9th. So that day is rapidly approaching. It's just over a week away, well, just under, I should say, two weeks away um, before we kick off the 2023 season. And that, uh, and our Eagles certainly going to have a lot, um, a lot to uh, be excited about. Should be a good team. My concerns, as I've talked about, is the Eagles got to get off to a good start. And my, you know, Matt made a good point last week on the podcast that, you know, the preseason, and I agree with him. This is an excellent point that he made. Is that the preseason are now, you know, because of these, nobody plays any starters in the preseason anymore. The preseason now is September for these teams. That's really the preseason now before the season really kicks into gear in October, even though these are seasonal games that all count. You know, it's preseason. This is the starters playing their first football of the year because they don't play in the preseason. So we got to hope that the Eagles start off strong in New England and the early part of the schedule this year, because after the first four games or so, this schedule for the Eagles gets really, really difficult. The toughest schedule in the NFL. That's what the Eagles have this year. So they can't afford to stub their toe 
and these games against like the Patriots and Tampa Bay and I think they're playing Tampa Bay. I don't have the schedule in front of me. Um, let me pick up the schedule here really quick. But I know the first part of the season here. Oh, the Vikings are, are the home opener. I think they played. Yeah, they played Tampa in week three. I knew they played them early. So, you know, they got to beat the Patriots. That's going to be Tom Brady day with all the pomp and circumstance and retiring his number and all that kind of thing, you know. So, uh, which to me, the Eagles got to look at this as a welcome opportunity to just rain on that whole parade there uh, for Tom Brady day. I personally, living in Connecticut, can't stand the Patriots. Not a big Brady fan. I would love for the Eagles to stomp a mud hole on the Patriots on opening uh, weekend. So, uh, but my point is that's going to be, you know, that there's going to be a lot of juice in the atmosphere with Tom Brady Day and all the ceremonies and everything going on. Uh, the Eagles got to be ready to go in that one. Uh, then they play the Vikings at home. They always beat the Vikings in Philadelphia. So uh, I expect them to, to once again do the same. Not that that's going to be an easy game. I mean, the Vikings do have a lot of talent in the team. But the Eagles just seem to have the number, especially at the link. And plus, it's the home opener. Uh, it's, a, it's a Thursday night game. So the Eagles really got screwed on their home opener this year. They're opening up on a Thursday night. It's a bad job by the NFL. Then they play on Monday night. So they give an extra day, apparently, because they don't feel good about what they did to the Eagles, having them play their home opener on Thursday night. And they give them an extra day, uh, an extra few days off before they play on Monday night against the Buccaneers in week three. And then they play the Commanders. Johnny won't like to hear this, but that's an easily winnable game for the Eagles um, at home week four. And then they play the Rams. Who knows about the Rams? They just got to have – I know you can't put much in the preseason, especially the third preseason game of the season. But they got beat by Denver like 50 to nothing. I mean, I was looking at the scores like 47 to nothing. Now, preseason or not, what the heck is going on with the Rams? I don't know what to think about the Rams game. It's in Los Angeles, so it's on the road. But I think if the Rams are going to be good, it'll probably be later in the year. They just, I don't know what's going on with the Rams. It's hard for me to figure that game out. But the Eagles should win it and really need to win it. Because after that, then they play the Jets in New York. And we know that's the Jets are no longer the Jets. Now, the Eagles have never lost to the Jets, ever, in their history. Have they ever lost to the Jets? Well, this is a different Jets team. This team's got a good defense. They've always they had a good defense in recent years. We know that. They've never had a quarterback. Now they have one. Not only do they have a quarterback, they got a Hall of Fame quarterback. They got one of the best quarterbacks of all time leading this team now in Aaron Rodgers. So that, and they got a lot of weapons offensively. Now they got a guy that can get it to them. And they got good running backs. They got, you know, got Dalvin Cook there now too. Brees Hall. That team's loaded. So... I, th- I would expect a lot of Eagle fans to be at that game. So that should be not n- necessarily a home field advantage for the Jets. Although the Jets fans are fired up this year. and uh, But that winning streak of the Eagles is, is on the line there. Could Aaron Rodgers break that streak? They've never beaten the Philadelphia Eagles. But that's a game the Eagles need to win. Then they're at home against the Dolphins. They should have a good team this year. Then the Commanders in Washington. Eagles should win that game. And then listen to this juggernaut. Then the Cowboys at home. Then they get a bye. Then the Chiefs on the road. The Bills at home. The 49ers at home. And then on the road to Dallas. And then at Seattle after that. 
That is a brutal five-game stretch right there. Six games, actually. One, two, three, four, five, six games in a row. Every one of those games, top, top team. Or with Seattle, they should be a good team. But then they go on, you know, the Eagles never play Seattle good, whether it's at home or in Seattle. They just, that's one of those teams that always beats the Eagles. A lot of it had to do with Russell Wilson. But even before Russell Wilson, the, these Eagles just don't play the Seahawks well. And then they got the Giants. I don't know. We'll see. We'll know by week 16 when they play them for the first time how good the Giants can be this year. I think the Giants will be better, but I, I still don't think they're ready to compete with the top teams in the league. And then Arizona, that team is just a disaster. So that should be an easy win. And then they end the season again against the Giants. So, But that middle stretch of games that I just went through, that is brutal. That's brutal. Um, so like I said, the whole point of the discussion was they got to come off come out of the gate strong here and win some of these winnable games early uh, because, man, it is going to be a brutal six-game stretch in the middle part of the season, which will test the Eagles. I mean, they'll be a well-tested team if and when they make the playoffs this year. They're not going to be intimidated by any team uh, with this type of schedule, playing all these teams. And, and I, again, I don't think it'll be a big test to them. And the main reason why I'm concerned about this, or maybe a little more concerned than past years of them getting off to a good start is, is the fact that they have a new offensive and defensive coordinators. Now, that that's something that is tough to transition out of, and this is without losing their head coach. And I still haven't looked it up yet. I should. I know I've mentioned this the last few podcasts about this concern of mine because normally this doesn't happen. Usually, you know, if you got a new offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, you also your head coach is, is gone as well. So you're starting over completely with a new regime. The Eagles – they still have Sirianni, obviously, but lost their offensive and defensive coordinator. And I don't think it's happened that often, if maybe at all. I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I was going to look it up. I still haven't, haven't got to it. But the point is, it could take a while for it to gel, especially defensively, um, for this Eagle team. And that's where most of the changes have been uh, is on the defense. So we really don't know how good this defense will be. Um. The optimists say, you know, we got a great line, which we do. We got a good secondary, which we do. But we got new safety, whoever that may be, yet to be determined. Uh, we got Blankenship there, too, who's only got a year under his belt, right? Or half a year under his belt. I mean, he looks promising, of course, but he's relatively still young. And our linebackers are all brand new. So there's a lot of questions on how this defense is going to be. Plus, again, brand new defensive coordinator, Sean Design. So, how good will this Eagles defense team be? I don't know. They may have to outscore teams early on in the season. You know, they may have to win shootouts. I don't know. That's going to be what I'm going to be paying most close attention to is how good this defense is. Especially early on as they're sort of adjusting and getting used to um, this new scheme by Sean Design. So, um, We'll see how that goes. Offensively, not nearly as concerned. This team should get should be fine out of the gate. Hertz has looked spectacular in preseason uh, in terms of uh, the scrimmages and, and everything else. He, he's got nothing but rave reviews. And now, once the season starts, now he's got to do it you know, during the regular season, which I think we all have utmost confidence that Jalen Hurts will be ready to rock and roll, as well as A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and the rest of the crew, Dallas Goddard, the offensive line. Um 
and our running back situations, which they're all uh, very talented backs. So uh, not nearly as concerned about the offense uh, to start off the year here um, as opposed to our defense. So, yeah, so that's that's all I really have to uh, to talk about here today on this podcast. Again, tune in. We're going to have Johnny up here over the next podcast to talk about the Commanders and the NFC East. And we'll talk also, of course, in an upcoming podcast about the 53-man roster, at least the initial 53-man roster after these cuts are made. So lots to tune into and to subscribe to and follow and share and all that other good stuff. I'm Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. So until next time, fly Eagles fly. Take care, everyone.